And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Another weekend on the Los Ponies podcast. And Curtis, let me let me take a sip of water. Mm-hmm. There is a lot to talk about this week. But welcome back. Another week. Uh, how you doing? Oh, finally got. The, I'm a little warm now. I got up to the Los Ponies studios. We got yes, the heater we going. Got the heater going. It's been uh, raining cats and dogs down here at Los Al. So uh, that's something. Taken to your handicapping uh, when you're handicapping for Sunday night and Saturday. Uh, it's going to be raining both days, and I imagine it's going to be wet fast and sealed for, for both nights. So uh, just uh, keep that in mind. So we're recording this on Saturday before the races. We have a one-night carryover in the pick six heading into Saturday. We're going to look at Sunday's card. We might have another double-night pick six carryover into hopefully, Sunday. Hopefully. Because the Saturday card looks a little bit tricky as well. Sorry, unless you're playing tonight. Then I don't hope. <laughs> yeah, that, no, Are you I'm, playing tonight? I'm, I'm going to stay away tonight. Okay. I'm going to stay away tonight. <laughs> I am going to stay away tonight. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, we walked into the, into the studios right now. Uh, I was driving here, so I missed the big races from Gulfstream. So I start checking the results. Yeah. Let me start with Jaywalk, the British Cup Philly, Amer- uh, British Cup Philly winner of last year. She was 3-5 on the morning, I believe so. Yeah, she was a super heavy favorite. Did you watch the race? No, I didn't. I I I thought everybody I saw um, was pretty much uh, on her, was singling Jaywalk, and then was against Hidden Scroll. Yeah. So that was kind of the buzz I got, but uh, I didn't play. Played a little more Louisiana today. Yes. Watch uh, my dad had a a, a third-place finish at Santa Anita in a (laughs) 16-claimer. What were the odds on that one? You know, he was 7-2 morning line and went off like... Like fifteen to one or something what? like that. So yeah, he paid like five sixty to show. Right. I was surprised at that, but but anyway, no, I was I was. Wait, knee- are you telling me you're cashing with no, the show best? No, no, no. I was, oh, okay, okay. I, I was knee deep in Louisiana <laughs> at this time, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, all these uh, big fairs. I did see um, Baffert's uh, Flor de Lamar is it, off the board as well. I, I mean, that one. Uh, she didn't even look comfortable uh, it, on the backside and. and- and so I haven't watched a replay for Jaywalk. Okay. I just watched the uh, Florida Mar live right now. Yes. She never looked like she was traveling well. She was kind of climbing. She was kind of like jumping over the slop, yeah. over the wet track. And she never looked comfortable. She made a bid, but flattened out. Uh, I'm sure she'll bounce back. Uh, and then I watched a little bit of the replay of the Fountain of Youth. Mm-hmm. Hit a scroll off the board. I think he finished yeah. fourth. Yep. Off the board. And, and, and again, I, I I didn't watch the race, but that was one uh, everybody kind of thought maybe he just took to the uh, the wet surface that day in his huge maiden win, and uh, a lot of back and forth on Twitter. But, but I, I will give him credit because it was a tightly bunched top four there at the end. Okay. Given, given how he he dueled for the lead, I thought it was an okay effort, all things considered, for Hillary Scroll. So he's not an automatic toss here moving forward. But in my tacos and trifectas uh, that I do for ABR, I I did the Fountain of Youth, but I keyed. Um, I forget the name of the horse right now. I have so many horses in my head. But he ended up finish. He was dueling with Hidden Scroll. Yeah. Uh, I want to say he ended up finishing fifth. So that missed. So Jaywalk off the board. Hidden Scroll off the board. Uh, Florida Amar off the board. Yeah. I mean. There's a lot of burnt tickets going up around. A lot I'm, of unhappy people. I'm glad I stayed away for the most part today. <laughs> I there was a. It was a, a, a lot of uh, upsets there going around. So what is? give me uh, like your top three horses for the Derby Trail right now. I'm not going to speak. Obviously, I don't, I don't follow it too much. Yeah. But 
You know what? At this point, haven't seen anyone that. I'll tell you this: the Calvert that won the Calvert Stakes last week for Jerry Hollandofer, he's kind of taking the route of California Chrome. Yeah. He won the Calvert Stakes. He looked he looked impressive. And then I'm looking forward to, uh, of course, Improbable from Byford. See what he does. But also Instagram, Jerry Hollandofer. He has not raced since last year. He's going to yeah. bring him back at Aqueduct. He's taking him to Aqueduct away from anyone, everyone else. That was, those are the ones I'm looking for. So the Calbred for for Jerry, who uh, the name is escaping me right now, uh, Instagram and Improbable. Do you think Instagram could be another one that comes from Los Al and uh, can be another one to rise to the top, the, hey. the, the cream of the crop? Hey, people people don't 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 talk a lot about how many horses have used Los Al as a springboard. Yep. Man, this is a hotbed. Yeah, you've had uh, what arrogant? He didn't even didn't even win <laughs> yeah. right off the bat. He just been you know. And then you got California Chrome, yeah. Instagram. Uh, share belief. Share belief was here. Share right? belief race here. Yeah, uh, you know, rest in peace. Yes. Share, share belief, but yeah, I mean they they all uh, they all make a little trip down yes, here, yeah. and they can go on to bigger and better things, which is uh, what you need to establish a track. Uh, the road to the Derby is without a doubt heating up. And uh, kind of setting off a little bit of landmines here and there. Some favorites kind of not running up to par. Some of them have not seen just yet. So uh, it's getting heated up. I can't believe we're already into March, Curtis. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, I feel like it just rolls by. You know, pretty soon the two-year-olds will be working. We were talking about uh, the Remington training races. We're already watching Louisiana yeah. trials. So uh, the other places are, are up and going. And and they, yeah, it's just uh, it just kicks in once again. And and when you roll in week after week. And usually this is where we we keep up a little bit more of the thoroughbred wise. Of course, you know I I work the majority of my life on the thoroughbred side, uh, specifically. But now that we're gonna get Remington going, we're gonna have the the babies not you know working here soon, uh, and then we we have the Texas Circuit getting underway soon as well, the Quarter Horse Circuit. So now we're gonna get a lot more action. As far as the quarter horse world, if you're a quarter horse player, yeah. Uh, but of course, the the road to the derby is always a, a fun one to keep an eye on. So we'll keep our tabs on that. Shout out to uh, Shug McGahey and our, our uh, my buddy there, Chip McGahey in Kentucky. His dad won the Phantom Youth there with uh, Code of Honor. I want to say it was yeah. the one horse. Yeah, Code of he Honor. He paid like twenty one dollars. Yeah. Kind of kind of reminds me of uh, last time he won it with a. Uh, uh, Orb, the one who won the Derby with the Orb in 2013. Uh, he won the Florida Derby with the Orb. Did he win the Fountain of Youth? He might have won the Holy Bull, not the Fountain of Youth. But nonetheless, Shug McGahey there. That's what we contender. need Caleb here yeah. for. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb be ready, ready to just rattle <laughs> oh, these he, off. He would be rattling these <laughs> off. But nonetheless, shout out to Chip, shout out to Shug. Uh, they got a legit contender there moving forward in the Terrell for the Derby. Shout out to our... Hey, look, before we do this, it pays. It pays to listen to the Los Twenties podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Tell them why, Curtis. Tell well, them why. We had another big hit. Uh, William Dravis. I hope I'm uh, getting his name uh, correct there. He just slammed one of the early pick fours. He said uh, we helped guide him along there. He's just single, too deep, too deep, too deep. So he played an $8 ticket. And then uh, he uh, total bet was $160. So he played it 20 times. Yes, and... He hits for $3,476. Wow, nice. That's I mean, a ka-ching, ka-ching. I, hopefully he, he uh, knows my name by now, he, and, and I'm just not partner anymore. 
but uh, glad we could help you. Uh, glad you, you can cash in there. What did uh, he say? Uh, so he tagged me and said, uh, shout out to you and your partner? Yeah, yeah. Okay. thanks to you Come and on. your partner for uh, guiding my ticket. <laughs> hey. Needed the victory. Next time I'm at Los Al, the tacos are on me. Yes, shout out to William there, taking down three grand. <laughs> it pays to listen to the Los Ponies podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad we were able to guide you. Uh, you know, in that pick four ticket, but nonetheless, hey, you're the one that played it. You're the one that built the ticket. Of course, uh, of yeah. course. A big round of applause to you for cashing out that pick four. And uh, you know, he, that, was, that was a good play. Um, I usually I, I I try to play pick threes like that where I go single two and two and play them ten times, fifteen mm-hmm. times. But to hit a pick four like that, that's that's that's, sharp. Uh, that's slamming it. That's sharp. So that's sharp. Yeah. All all congrats to him. Just uh, glad. Uh, just uh, glad to have him along, and uh, we could help him out a little. All right, so before we get into Sunday's card, Little Sal, how did you do in Louisiana? Any good? Ugh, no, no, <laughs> no. good. I, ca- I can't close right now. I cannot close. I don't know what it is. You know, I was playing against some uh, some favorites that yeah. you know I thought I could take a stand against, and I, I beat them, and I got some prices in there, and then I just couldn't end. And uh, one thing uh, I'm not taking into account, the inside is a lot better at Louisiana if you're yeah. playing over there. And I singled on the outside. I, I just thought, ah, and it was all first-time starters, you know, yeah. so it's, that's pretty tough to go off of. But I got the three out of four-itis oh, right no. now. So not, not doing good. So the, the rail has been good at Louisiana. The outside has been good at LaSalle. Yes. And now that Remington is soon to get going, I feel like early in the season over there, the outside is bad. Okay. So we'll keep our eyes over there to see if, uh, if that trend continues as far as I remember from last year. But, hey, uh, we'll keep the roll going. Before we uh, dive into Sunday's card, there was a big uh, free NHC qualifier online tonight today. I believe via horseplayers.com. Uh, a few of my friends played. I, I, I was too busy. I wasn't able to participate. Mm-hmm. It was a free event. Uh, they had close to 900, 1,900 entries, so 1,900 entries. Can you believe there were top five? Top five got a free seat to okay. Vegas. Can we believe there was a there were players that played just number four all, all throughout, like all entries, yeah. all races. They just played the number four. And how many races did they play? I want to say maybe around ten races. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> just so all, all four, four, all fours, and one of those fours was a hundred dollar winner. So that just puts them right up near the yeah. top. So I I think I checked the final standings. Yeah. Top five, one of those five players got in. <laughs> Can you believe it? Well, how do they decide then who gets in? True. If, if, Let me check. If they all have the same picks, how do they decide who got in? Uh, Whoever yeah. entered the contest the soonest? Maybe. I mean, that, there, there's got to be a special kind of tiebreaker there. That's uh, like uh, tying for 10th fastest qualifier. <laughs> You're going to have to go down and shake for the final spot. <laughs> yeah, no no kidding. So uh, my buddy uh, Dan Torchman, shout out to Denonymous Racing, he tweeted out. He was like, yeah, so he was, <laughs> it was all fours. That's incredible, though. To just—you <laughs> don't even handicap at all. You just throw out number four. You know you, what? You know you—you you get a, a lucky shot. You get some big uh, long shot to to drop in. And all of a sudden, you're—you uh, got your free seat already to the next uh, contest. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm not even sure if the if the if the if the standings are official just yet. Oh, they're not. But nonetheless, I mean to have. <laughs> Here we go. You know what? I'll have to double check. But, I mean, these guys were just playing fours. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they caught a $100 winner. There was like five or six entries that did all did that. Yeah. So they got to, if somebody got fit, that means the rest tied with them. Yeah. So they got to figure out how to, how to, uh, 
how to do the tiebreaker there, but yeah, but man. I mean, you, you showed me uh, the early standings once that big horse won. All those people that picked it, they were, I think it, it was what seven of them. <laughs> it that, was eight of them. Okay, eight of them, and they're Actually, all no, tied for seven first? of them. Okay, there was another one that went all fours but won nine. Oh, so he, he was he's trying to steal <laughs> that race. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, this is, uh, that's pretty crazy. I've seen, I think last year or a year or two ago, there was a, a player that got in by just playing ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Remember so, that guy here in Los Angeles? His name was uh, El Uno. Yeah. All, all he would bet was the one <laughs> the horse. One. The guy, he's such a good guy. Even when the one would win, he would go down and he would like put dollar bills uh, in people's pockets and stuff. So he definitely spread the wealth around. <laughs> So yeah, I, I've got to make sure to see if the standings are official. Uh, but I think this this was a middle of the way uh, leaderboard update where where all the four guys, the four the ones that had the, all the fours, that were tied for fifth. I think halfway through the contest. So I'll go back. Gotcha. I'll, all check, right. I'll check the final standings and see if it. But that <laughs> would be it. amazing if they did. I end mean, up. if you catch a hundred dollar horse, I mean that's. And and say you know say you lose a contest whatever it was free. Yeah, exactly. It's free, and you yeah. didn't put up any effort, and you still almost got in. So they they almost uh, gamed the system somehow. Yeah. So <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be very very interesting to see how that shapes out. But let's take a look Sunday Sunday's program here, at Los Al, and uh, it's gonna be a, a very tricky card in my eyes. I went through it. There's a couple of races that I, I just went back and forth, but I'm interested to see how many races we agree this time around. So uh, we agreed. What, 50% last time, right? Last week. Yeah. Four races out of the eight, we agreed. And, uh, you know, that helped someone build a, a winning yeah. pick for us. So. We did pretty well. Our locks. That were terrible. Our, our locks I mean, were not good, I mean, but we did get those five to ones to juice up the other pick fours around. <laughs> for the locks? Yeah. That's for the locks. We're, we're terrible, man. So it kind of offsets. You know, I'm not going to be just a regular tout. I'll say when we do bad and when we do good. So, but, uh, yeah, it's just kind of an offsetting night. We got some prices home, but our, our locks didn't come through. <laughs> we'll be the first ones. To make uh, fun of ourselves. Of we'll, course. We'll be the first ones to make fun of ourselves. Uh, so, nonetheless, all right, Sunday's card here. Race one, four furlongs, conditional claimers. $3,200 is the claiming price. We got a field of six. Tuesday Supernova on the outside. Seven of five for Jesus Nunez. Are you are you going to the outside here in race one? No, I'm going to go to the I'm gonna go to the trees horse here. I'm going to go to the four. Sunset Melody, dropping down from 5000 to 3200 Uh you know, puts uh, Orduna Rojas aboard here. I was kind of surprised at that, but I think uh, just the class relief here. You know, I'm not too concerned with Tuesday Supernova because he has not shown me that you know the the ability to put in that final late kick. Sunset Melody has shown some speed in the past, so I'm hoping just the the class relief and maybe a wet fast track on Sunday night can get this one on the front end and hopefully get it home to the winner's circle. I have bad news. What? We agree right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> right off the bat, Sunset Melody is going to be on check Martin as well. I agree with everything you said. I think the class drop here is a, is a key here. Gone Skyward, the winner of that $5,000 race, they dropped it for thirty-two or $2,500. Mm-hmm. They were playing poker, crushed by like seven lengths. Yep. There was an eight-way shake for that one. I don't know if the, if the claim was cleared or not, but nonetheless, Gone Skyward returned to win. I'll do, I'll do Tuesday Supernova for second there. On the outside, also taking a class drop from that same event last time out. Could get a good trip there on the outside. And then I'll go to the one, Baby Beauty. Jesus Nunez there has three in this event. I think he, he might be playing a little bit of co- poker in this spot. But Baby Beauty has been the beating favorite in the last two starts. But we go three starts back. 
that was a pretty solid second behind Nana's rule who returned to win so four six and one for me in race number one yeah I like the four sunset melody I like the six Tuesday supernova so we agree with the exacta then I'm gonna go to another haze or no it's not you I'm sorry I was getting ready to say another hazy news <laughs> I'm gonna go to the three oh okay. my soul for Dennis Givens I apologize uh, minor Rana aboard uh, didn't show its customary early speed last time out uh, first time for Dennis but before that had been showing plenty of early speed it's it's gonna take a, a class hike here from 25 to 3200 but I think uh, kind of the same thinking of Sunset Melody uh, may take a liking to the wet fast track and it's drawn inside of the main rivals here the four and the six so maybe it can just uh, go as far as uh, she can but uh, it's I, I kind of think it's a two-horse race between the four and the six. All right, so I'll go four, six, one. Four, six, three. Ah, we agree with the exacta here in race one. Race number two, we're going four and a half furlongs in this event. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, music to my ears. Right off the bat. <laughs> I'll take my shot first, Curtis. Okay. And I'm going to go towards the rail here with Happier Together. And I'll be the first one to admit, I was a completely against this Philly last time out. I didn't think she was going to show good enough speed to stay close throughout. It wasn't the strongest of fields, but the fact that she was able to take to the track immediately here first time out, she earned my, my respect there. Dueled there on the, on the outside, so lost ground there, dueling three wide around the turn, but then pulled away down the stretch. was a 53 flat, but the way she did it, I was, I was content with it. I think second time over the track, she has every, room to, every reason to improve for this barn. So, uh, She's only facing, I think it's a three-horse race. I think the two and the three is, are the other contenders. I really can't see anyone else running a good enough race to win this event. So we know what the two can do after racing four five, five times locally. The three has a little bit of an improvement, I think, to give here. But we, we just don't know how much more the one can improve. And for that fact alone, lock of the night, happier together from the rail. I'm right there with you. I, I like the one. I'm going to put it behind the two. But uh, I'm really thinking it's a two-horse race between yeah. the one and the two, uh, if there's going to be rain again. Um, Two-timing Lucy, I think, is just the speed of the field. Mm -hmm. So it could get on the on the front end and uh, just go wire to wire like it did two back. And then last time it lugged out into the lane and weakened. But uh, you know, as long as Vinny keeps his horse together, should be dangerous again. But I liked Happier Together in case the two lugs out. I think Happier Together... Could kind of sit the same trip as last time yep. and uh, sit there along the inside rail. If two-timing Lucy lugs out, just inherits the leads and, and uh, can go on from there. Then I'm going to go to the three, tell my fortune for uh, Gary Sherlock. Uh, the horse improved its uh, early speed last time, but uh, still lost a little ground into the stretch. And I, I think um, even though it was closing well last time, if there's some rain, I, I think the one and the two are going to be the ones uh, to be battling out there in the front end. I don't think uh, Tell My Fortune will have enough time to make up the ground. Yeah, with the rain in the forecast, I'm just banking that maybe the, the front runner horses can, can be able to kind of scoot away. And I'm expecting the one to show much improved speed. So, lock of the night for me, happier together. And I'll go one, excuse me, one, two, three here in race number two. Two, one, three for me. All right, race number three. Flip the page here. We got a four and a half furlong Sturbritz conditional claiming tag of five thousand dollars. We got a field of six set to post. It looks like they could be a good speed battle in the front end here, Curtis. Who'd you pick? I'm gonna go for uh, a former lock of the night uh, for you, Jose. I'm gonna go all the way to the outside I saddle like club this. here. I like uh, this. I think I'm just gonna draw a line through that last yeah. one. Very uncharacteristic from this horse. Uh, she was drawn along the rail and then. Uh, 
you know, went three wide and then four wide and just really didn't have anything that night. But you just draw a line through that. This horse is just a speed ball out on the front end. Uh, Orduna Rojas is just going to ascend. I don't think anyone can really keep up. My Ebony Star, you know, was on the front end last time in Gypsy Rule, but I, I think that Saddle Club is going to try and take him wire to wire. Look, I did all my handicapping, and before I even, like, before I even do anything else, I was like, please. Please make the six the second choice on the morning. <laughs> I was all in on making this one. The I was. Okay. I love this horse today. I love love the Chattel Club on the outside, but here comes the morning line from Chris Wade, eight to five on the six, two to one on the four. Why couldn't you just flip them? Yeah, we've been getting some pretty good uh, uh, morning lines here yeah. uh, from Chris, but yeah. uh, this one didn't work out in no, your favor. Man, so look, if there was an alternate lock of the night for me, it would be the six Saddle Club. Okay. I just think there's. I don't think there's anyone as fast as this one. As good as this one in this field, if she breaks good, she should be long gone I here agree. with the class, with returning to the same class level. Uh, she's got terrific early speed. Last time out there, she got completely, she got her way slowly from the gate and never really fired. So, I'll go with the six on top. Gypsy's rule is the main threat. Excuse me, in my eyes, there uh, finishing a couple of seconds last time out. Felix Gonzalez second time off the claim, and Efren Hernandez has been riding well. And then I'll go to the five here, Coco Smooches, who could be picking up the pieces there down the stretch. But Saddle Club to the front, Gypsy's Rule to pressure, and the five picking up the pieces there late. So six, four, and five for me here in race three. Again, we got the same exacta. I like the six, and then I like the four Gypsy's Rule. Should be out there on the front end with Saddle Club. And then I'm going to go to three, My Ebony Star. Uh, should get a nice stocking trip again. One last time on a wet, fast surface. Steps up a little bit here to the $5,000 level and has lost the Saddle Club before, but uh, I think should be sitting right behind the four and the six and get a pretty good trip. Chris Wade, Chris Wade, you messed up my <laughs> lock. You messed up my original lock. When you lock. see him down there in the walking room, <laughs> you will. have to throw, throw your program at him. <laughs> I will. All right, race number four, the closeout leg of the early pick four. We got four and a half furlongs, thoroughbreds with a conditional claiming price of $5,000. Pretty nice purse of $14,000 here, Curtis. We got three olds and up, which have never won two races. Field of seven set to post. And this is uh, probably the most competitive race in the early pick horse weekends in yes. my eyes. I went back and forth there in a few horses. So give me who would you like here in race four. I'm going to try and drop a bomb here. Uh -oh. I'm going to the two quad. Wow, Gary Sherlock coming down from Santa Anita. Okay. Uh, has been flashing a ton of speed at the big circuits. Um, it was racing over a good track last time, but it, it was for open 8,000, had speed and weakened. Uh, was racing at Santa Anita for 12.5 open and uh, was on you know near the front end and, and weakened, but I'm going to go to that uh, daytime race here at Los mm -hmm. Al at five furlongs. You know, just got on the front end and, and took them wire to wire. It drops into a non-winners of two for 5,000, so I think the class relief. And uh, Gary Sherlock, he seems to spot him well. I mean, he's hitting at 67% four wins and two seconds from six starts so i think he knows what he has here and i'm gonna hopefully drop a nice little price here to end the pick four well i will tell you this that it's it's been kind of the year of outside horses coming in to the track for the first time and running lights out yes like we see even if it's santina shippers cutting back to four and a half or eight seventy first time out they're running lights out mm -hmm. same with golden gate shippers i mean we just seen oil from turf paradise Yep. Knock in, knock out like some very good back-to-back -back victories. Yep. He beat my knock of the night last night. <laughs> terrible, terrible. But nonetheless, we've seen the shippers there Yep. run lights out, running first time over the, the nighttime track. So quad there, 10 to 1 on the morning line, and you get top rider Edgar Pierres. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna pencil that one in as my fourth. Yeah, make sure you don't yeah. wanna you don't wanna, wanna leave that out. one out. I don't wanna miss out. Like we said, this is a salty race. It, here. it is. But I gave the check mark here to the three night at the opera for Jorge Perron and Felipe Martinez. This one pressed the pace last time out, put away the challengers, and then kind of drifted out around the turn, allowed the rail to open up for Achieved, who scooted up the inside and uh, and said thank you very much and went up <laughs> to the win. So I think Night of the Opera was coming in from Golden Gate. Now, second time over the track, I think he's going to be able to take the turns a little bit better. And I was, in, I was impressed with the speed he showed last time out. So I'll go with the three on top. I'll go with Surfing Angel, who was... A lock of the night, and then he beat me as a non-lock of the night, and he's been absolutely lights out. Yep. Now, finally got claimed for 4000 We'll see if he can get, keep the good form going here for Danny Chavez and Jesus Nunez. He looks like a legitimate contender. And then I'll go to the four, Rocky My Mojo, who had a terrible trip last time out. Didn't break all that well and rallied for a very good second there under Ramon Guse, who stays aboard. So I'll go three, one, and four in a very very tricky race. Yeah, I like the two on top. I right. try and drop that bomb. I like your three. They're night at the opera. Uh, same thing. You know, came in uh, on a wet, fast track and really showed some good speed there and drifted out. They're going to put the blinkers on, so yes. I, I think that'll help again here. So I'm right there with you on night at the opera. I think that horse has a big chance. Then I'm going to go to the one surfing angel because I'm going to try and keep it along the inside here. Yeah. I think there's a ton of speed in here, and there might be some horses on the outside that are lugging out if they're sending too hard there into the turn but you know surfing angel had been red hot as of late you know one four in a row but that was under angie uh and it's been sitting a stocking trip that might not help uh on a wet surface uh but we'll see if danny chavez and jesus nunez can keep this horse going make it five in a row but i'm gonna try and upset him here in the fourth so this could be a 40 race in a pick four with the one through three and four that kind of would cover all our all our picks there for a pick four bet all right, race number four there. Recap, I'll go three, one, four. Two, three, one. All right, race number five, the kickoff leg of the late pick four. We're going 870 yards in this event, and uh, we've got a field of six runners set to post. No quarter horses, all thoroughbreds. Field of six, who'd you go? I'm going to go to the outside again here. Uh, uh, Fernando Rojas here and, uh, and uh, Jesus Nunez, like a previous runner we talked about. I think this horse is going to be hard sent from the outside. Uh, race clear into the stretch and just got out finished by Quantum Force last time. Shortens up to 870 yards, but three outs ago in the Snowbound Superstar. Ran a really nice 45-37 against uh, Rule He Will and Run Raging Rhino Run, Miss Lujin. I mean, those are the fastest uh, 870 horses, horses yep. that we have here at the track. So I think he's going to be hard sent, and I'm not you know, completely sold on Chris's cooking, being a horse on the front end. And uh, I'm just going to try and take him wire to wire here with the six. Great. Now I remember who oil beat me with. <laughs> I had run raiding Rhino Run, remember? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. You know what I told George? What did you tell? Don't pick the quarter horses. <laughs> he, he beat me by a whisker. Like, oh, I know. Oh, man. Of course, I acted like oil was one to nine. Because George had run raiding. Oh, oh come on. Yeah. He's such a good horse. Yeah. Never in doubt. <laughs> So we were joking up here. Yeah, nonetheless there. Uh, yeah, you're reminding me about that that tough beat there. <laughs> but I'm going to go to the two. Chris is cooking here for Jose uh, Jose Aulas and Efren Hernandez. Uh, he's got good speed. He got, he got kind of pushed out a little bit wide around the turn there last time out. And overall, it was a very good second there and stopping the clock in 45.50. Uh, in my eyes, he's going to be the horse to beat. I'll go to the six for second just because I think he, he might like the outside draw. He, he might set a good trip kind of maybe chasing the two there early on and having first run 
And if the track is wet, I think the speed is going to dominate there. Mm-hmm. So I'll go two six, and then the five there. I'm during as a long shot uh, horse. Uh, that 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 win just stands out on page. You just think he's going to run back to a good effort. Last time out, it wasn't too bad of a fourth. Last time out, it was against easier. But I think he's he's rounding back into form here, making the third start for this barn. So we'll see if he can do anything at ten to one. So two six and five for me here in race five. Yeah, like six, and then I'm going to go to the two. Chris is cooking. Okay. All the points you said, I, I think they're definitely going to be out there uh, ding-donging on the front end. Uh, they should be right there till the end. And then I'm going to try and get to the four. Aberdeen Island here for Marcia okay. Scorts. Horse taking a big class drop from claiming 25000 up north from uh, Golden Gate. Uh, comes back down here. Has raced before. Not much success. But uh, Marcia Scorts has had a lot of uh, mm-hmm. success here. Uh, bringing horses in, you think that they're not going to fire first time from Golden Gate and, and other tracks, but I think it'll have enough pace to to sit behind uh, the the two Chris's cooking in Tavasco Road. Maybe pull a nice little upset. Shout out to Marcia Storch. She's been bringing a lot of horses from Golden Gate. Yeah, running them here because you know, frankly enough, they're running good. She's placing them well, and also the purse are great here. Yes, I mean you're running for twelve thousand dollars here in an eight hundred seventy yard event in a field of six. So. Uh, hopefully more owners are paying attention and and Marshall Stores there is one of the conditioners that has been having pretty good success here doing that method. I'll go 265. 624. Alright, race number six. You can get down in the final pick three of the night here in race number six. We're going down the straightaway Curtis. Quarter horses going 300 yards. Maiden claiming tag of $5,000. Is this finally the spot? Is it finally the spot, Curtis? As Pat Rockstar, after being the the failed lock of the night, maybe three <laughs> starts out of the eight start out of the eight races, is she finally gonna break through? You know, I tried. I tried to find somebody else uh, over the five. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went up and down. Yeah. I, I really said, but to me, when I look at the form, it all comes down to the five is the only horse that's broken sixteen seconds out of this yeah. whole field. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if if this horse goes uh, like the race two back against Our Valiant Hero, who came back to win, you know, went fifteen eighty one. I mean, that should just destroy this field. I, I tried to like Me the too. four glitch, but yeah. Yeah, I went back and watched the replay. I, I think he'll be solid against these, but I think it's Patty V's race to lose. Me too. Uh, and fair enough. Let me backtrack. He hasn't been the fail lock three times. He's been the, <laughs> he, she's been the long shot twice, and I know she's been the lock once. Okay. But nonetheless, I've liked her three times. Yeah. Right? She's only hit the board. She's hit the board in three out of those eight starts, two-thirds, one-second. But if you just look at her, her races, she's right there. She just needs a clean trip. Yeah. If she runs a race, I think I think she wins. Simple as that. I I, I agree. I mean, taking a little class drop uh, has run fifteen eighty a couple times. Like I said, these other horses haven't even broke sixteen seconds. So, you know, anytime she gets away cleanly, she's always right there at the end. So, yeah. I mean, that's who I'm dialed in yeah. here on the six. So, are we agreeing in the exact glitch for a second? Glitch for a second, all right, as and, well. Uh, uh, let's see. If we agree in the third place horse. We'll say it at, on three, all right? We'll say the number on three. So we'll Got go it. one, two, number. Okay. Okay. One, two, two. One. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so all right. So I'll go with the El Veinti, the El Veinti dos from okay. the rail. Uh, you know, last time out didn't break all that well, but this is his third consecutive outing from the rail. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Bad thing. But I'm banking that. Hey, he's now getting comfortable with the inside. Can't run that much worse than what he did last time out so i'll go five four one here in race race fix yeah we got the same exact uh, i'm just gonna try and uh take a horse's 
you know, not really a new shooter, but is coming off a, a nine-month layoff. So hopefully, just some time off in the two Southern uh, Trueno here. It had a turn and work a thirteen-two. I mean, that's just. I, I don't even know what to think of yeah. that, but I mean, that's just, it, it's not that good at all. I'm not going to try and bash it too much here, but uh, maybe they're they're just trying to hide this horse here, and uh, I believe, was it Santiago comes into ride here? Samuel. So, oh, is it Sammy. Sam? Sam? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's ridden for San Gregorio a lot, one yeah. of their main riders, so hopefully just some time off can get this horse back into some good shape. Uh, you know, had a nice third three starts back you know well spotted for their turn here We're right back to the five thousand dollar level and uh, i wanted to like uh, uh l22 down there along the the inside but you know just drawn down there I, I, again and lugged in and already lost a glitch i'm just going to try and throw somebody else in there for third if past rock socket speed i mean she's not going to be able to find some friends as good as this one <laughs> i feel like it's one of those you either single or you hit <laughs> yeah, the all exactly yeah yeah one. yeah i agree so five for one for me five four two all right, Curtis, the two races left. You know what time it is. The late daily double. Late daily double time here on the final race. Oh, uh oh. That's right. Yeah, took it long enough. Long enough there. Well, you know, I kind of wanted to end the night closer on a high note here. I'm going to go to the four childhood for the Ooh. Hitman lock of the night here. Going to try 62.50 for the second time. It, last time we both liked Willie Nelson yes. off the claim for Lindolfo. Yeah. Had to go against Willie Nelson, Forever a Legacy. I think that's a pretty good 62.50 race. And went 15.53. Yes. So I'm thinking he gets off the rail. He had the, the rail draw twice. He gets off the rail into the four post. Uh, and uh, if he just runs a 15.53 again, I think he's going to take the seven. Oh, you kind of kind of <laughs> talking me, swaying me into this one. But I gave the five the check more here. Shocking. Uh, just because two starts back, I thought he was he was lightly lightly asked. He wasn't really asked for the best in that fourth place finish. Uh, flying away, came back to win. Commanded the, Commando Dynasty there, kind of did the the breakout win there uh, by a length and a half. And then he came back, and that was a game win there to win in 1582. The clocking wasn't all that, but the way he did it, I thought he was he was game there. He kind of stretched his legs out in the last 50 yards or so. So I'm thinking that drawing the outside here. Gets an extra 30 yards, is improving. I think the five could 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 be a, a good horse to watch here on the outside. And then for second, I'll go to the three, Babe Watching, who is taking a big drop in class here. Uh, in three out of the last five starts, this one has been facing Stakes Company there in Arizona and Lozal as well. But if you go back and look at that maiden breaking score back in August, 1566 under a hand ride. Mm -hmm. I was impressed with that win. Uh, Matt Fells. Their barn, uh, you know, their breeders, their owners of that barn, they're not afraid to place their horses where they belong. Exactly. So I, I like how they, they tackle races because they put their horses where they belong to win. Uh, and I think this one is in a spot to get the job done. And then for third, I'll go to the, your lock, the four childhood there, who's coming out of that race where we thought Willie Nelson was going to be tough there. And it was a pretty pretty solid clocking. There was a big tailwind, but nonetheless, it was a very good effort there for childhood. So I'll go five, three, and four here in race seven. Tricky, tricky race for me. Yeah, we, we got the same numbers. We're just uh, a little bit different order. I like the four on top for the lock. I like the three. Babe watching there for second. Uh, just like you said, been uh, competitive in some small stakes there in Arizona. And, uh, you know, Fails always spots him well here. Uh, when he when he brings Orlos out, I think he knows what he has. And that maiden win of 1566 was really nice. And then to the five, shocking. You know, it's a really nice uh 
well-bred horse. Yes. You'll walk through fire and be used who's a, who's a horse yeah. that uh, we used to like, a, a filly we used to like running here. And uh, cuts the claiming price all the way in half uh, after that maiden score. Uh, looking back in the Commando Dynasty, did Favorite Crown win on Friday night? He won Friday night, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's another yeah. uh, another way to, to plus the, that running line Yeah, that, that race has produced... I mean, Commando Dynasty came back to win also. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah. I mean, Commando Dynasty, Favorite Crown, flying away. Yeah, all three. All, all recent winners, yeah. uh, that shocking finish behind. And, and like you said, draws the outside and uh, could be a little light bulb effect uh, that, you know, light goes on and Oscar can get this one home. Yeah, because I, be, I believe Commando Dynasty came back to run in the trials for the maiden stakes. Yeah, he did. And he, he didn't run all that well. And then he dropped against Claimers and then won. Yep. So since then, he's raced twice with one win. Favorite crown won on Friday. And then Fly and Away came back to beat winners off of that. So, I mean, top three horses in front of Shocking came back to win. Exactly. So uh, if you uh, just see that that is a competitive running line there and then comes back and uh, gets a nice little win. It wasn't legally hot, who we're not uh, too thrilled about. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have beat that horse. But, uh, yeah, I think just draws the outside and uh, is well-spotted uh, you know, for a, a comeback effort and went on the wet, fast track, which we probably have on Sunday night. All right, so I'll go 5-3-4. 4-3-5. Uh, we, we're pretty much uh, spot on for most of these races. Let's see how we do in the final race of the night. we got a very good allowance to end it. This could easily be an, an overnight handicap type of field if you guys just add a couple of more horses here uh field of a uh, field of five here set to post we got 300 yard 330 yard allowance who'd you pick here you know i almost made scoopy just the lock on that <laughs> but i think it'll be too low uh really when, when the when the race goes on uh -huh. I, I think so uh last time in the cypress handicap you know was going against well good and twisted sifter well good's always always run solid and twisted sifter uh, is razor sharp right now. You know, had a little bit of trouble in this weekend. It's going to shorten up from 350 to 330. So it always gets away cleanly, and I think should be uh, out there in front, drawn outside of uh, Chick's favorite, who tends to break slow. Uh, we know that horse will probably be rolling late, and uh, one proud eagle. I'm pretty sure Scoopy's just can be so well drawn and uh, shortens up. I, I think Scoopy just would be pretty tough. Well, I'll tell you this: you're going to be surprised with my pick here. Go ahead. I got my live long shot of the night. It's not long, you know, not necessarily on the price play because mm -hmm. uh, the price is not huge. But the fourth choice in a field of five, I'm going to the one energetic. Oh, my old horse. Yes, energetic here from the rail. Didn't break all that well last time out. Was Had plenty of run behind horses. Two starts back. I mean, he, he ran his eyeballs out to finish second behind just bet me who, was, who were waiting for that one to run back because we, we feel like that horse is a stakes winner in the yeah. future there. But I just think that this horse could get the jump on the field from the rail. Vinny Bernard stays aboard. And I just feel like he might be getting into the top form of his career as a 40-year-old. Uh, I like how he's looked in the last two starts before that outing last time out. I think he's he's trending in the right direction. I'm going to take a shot. Give me the one energetic there at 9-2 from the inside. Scoopy Jess looks like the horse to beat. Uh, I'll put him for second. He, there's a second start since being privately purchased there for this... Uh, for this new partnership that is owned as Scoopy Incorporation, <laughs> uh, Jose Hernandez Jr. Uh, in the barn now, and Edu Eduardo Nicasio stays aboard. I just think, look, if you run his race, he's the horse to beat, without a doubt. Yes. So uh, I'm going to put him for second, and then I'll go to the class on the outside here, one proud eagle. You're talking about a horse that has been running in the Cypress, in the PC Creation, or a British Derby, the Winter Derby, the Holiday, 
the Challenge Juvenile in 2016. There's a lot of back class, seven for 16 lifetimes, so likes to win races. Uh, the only concern is the layoff. Yes. But John Cooper there has been doing well. So I go one, four, and five to end the night. Yeah, like the the four Scoopy Jess, and then I'm going to go to the five, one Proud Eagle, who you just talked about. You know, been facing uh, most of the top uh, horses here at Los Al uh, during his career, but I like that. Yeah, he's drawn outside of Scoopy Jess, who, like we said, is a pretty quick breaker. Doesn't usually get into too much trouble. He's got, uh, Cooper's got old Eddie Garcia in the saddle. That they're hitting at 26%. Uh, he is coming off the eight-month layoff, but Cooper's small sample, hitting it at, at, at 20%. I know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully he can just fire back off the return. And then I'm going to go to the three chicks' favorite, who is a slow breaker. Uh, but can finish and uh, drawn along Joe Legacy, who I really don't consider that quick out of the gate. Hopefully, Chick's favorite can get out and be finishing late. Now, do you think the two was entered to make the race go for the four? Probably. Right? I I, I definitely think uh, if you're looking there, Joe Legacy. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I consider Joe Legacy's top distances uh, at longer. Yeah. 400. That, yeah. I really consider him a, a 400 yard horse, but. I think he's just been overmatched uh, too much lately, and he does get a little bit softer company here, but uh, I don't think 330 yards is suited for him. And that's my only reason why I took a shot in this race, because I feel like Scoopy Jess is better when he goes 400, 440. Okay. So he's going 330. And then the five is coming off of the layoff. We don't know how he's going to fire. We I think the two was entered just to make the race, race go for the four. And the three ran flat off the layoff. So I can build a little bit of, like, scenario okay. where hey these other horses there's nothing standing out yeah why not take a shot so uh, i'm banking that hopefully i can get the jump there with energetic from the rail yeah i mean if you take a look at it maybe scoopy just starts to regress uh going away from brett victory i, I could see who, who i could had see it most I, of the time i could see your brain spinning when i told you the, the little scenario for each and every one well, when you get to talking <laughs> yeah. you, you kind of see and uh and you're like you start to second guess in some things uh, when you're when you finally really start to look into it but yeah i've always liked scoopy jess and uh i just thought he's, he's really professional horse and hopefully he can just get away there but <laughs> i will i agree with you energetic has been getting better yeah. as, as he gotten older uh, I always thought that he would be a 300-yard horse, and that was it. And then he started finishing a lot better. Uh, but so I'm just going to take him to uh, you know, try and beat him, that he's uh, down along the rail with Joe Legacy. Maybe he can get into a little bit of trouble, but I'm not going to root that now that you have him on top. <laughs> For people that are uh, fellow, uh, you know, long-time listeners of the Los Juanes podcast, if you go back to and listen to the episode back on the weekend of August 19th, I think we gave out Scoopy Jess on trials night at Ridoso at five and one, didn't we? Oh God, I can't, I don't even know. I, I can't so. remember last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I've, I, for some reason, I'm thinking back. We might have given out Scoopy Jess there. For I that can see episode. it because I remember. F I, I know Foos Junior. Either that, or we kicked and, ourselves for not picking him. One of those two. Yeah, Foos Junior was a horse that was working well and i just kept playing against it time after time yeah. because he was getting he was getting pretty heavily bet and he, you know scoopy just went off uh five to one that almost six to one that day so i i could see us picking over him all right so if there's a if there's a dedicated listener that wants to go back and do <laughs> a little bit of research there on that episode for that weekend of august 19th i think we might have we might have been on scoopy just there for Redoso. But nonetheless, to recap, I'll go one, four, five. Four, five, three. And that is the show there, ladies and gentlemen, for the weekend. It has been a week of uh, upsets as far as Thurbert, the Thurbert world goes. 
we're getting close to the El Primero and La Primera trials, I believe next weekend. Are we finally going to get Bobby? Are we going to finally get yeah. Bobby Newman on I've, here? I've been, I've been working on getting his agent, getting this clearance. <laughs> uh, it's, he's easy to bribe. I just gave him two recommendations for taco places. Yes. And he went to both. And he said, Jose, I got to go back. So, so, so he owes you now. Oh, yeah. So he's, you know, the taco recommendations, I think, were good enough to get me through his agent. Yeah. Now I think I might do one more taco uh, recommendation, <laughs> and we'll get him on the show. And I hear he's been hitting some tickets that he's been putting up on uh, TVG yeah, at night, correct? Him, yeah, I think he's hit a couple of pick fours already in the la in, la in the couple of weeks that he's been here. So, shout out to Bobby; he's doing a terrific job. Uh, even Ed came out of vacation and he tweeted out to Bobby. He's like, "Bobby's doing a great job." So, yeah, I, I think uh, you know we, we've talked about it before. He he does a phenomenal job calling the races. You know, everybody likes to have a burger, but I, I think uh, uh, once he retires, you know, we, Bobby didn't think uh, Ed Burgart's ever going to retire. No, Bobby's like, <laughs> Ed is never leaving. Yeah, Ed is I never asked leaving. him, I said, so uh, when Ed finally retires, do you think you would like to Ed's not retiring. <laughs> yeah. he, he's not ever retiring. He, he does too much, in which I, I, I could see it. You know, uh, Burgart does do a lot yeah. uh, for LaSalle, so I could see it being hard to walk away. I know, me too. But, Ed, hope you're enjoying your vacation yeah, he's getting all that snow up yeah, there oh yeah you see this picture <laughs> like overnight he got like two feet of snow or something like Shoot, that keep me right here in yeah, little sound just give me the rain more over I mean, snow i'm such a i'm such a wuss for cold yeah i was freezing my butt off last week it was like the coldest i've ever been was there a little snow out there by you i mean or? it was it was i could see snow and it's really close because <laughs> we were talking that there was actually ice on my windshield when i when yeah. i got up at like four in the morning and, <laughs> and started the car i thought my windshield wipers were scraping off and no it was ice and i couldn't believe it. that's the first time i've ever seen that it out brought here. me back to my year in arizona when i was out there man ice on the windows i could see that yeah everything man when I, when I was at u of a but yeah man uh and then rain in the forecast i mean it's been a it's been a, a winter Yes. For California, uh, you know this is nothing compared to other parts of the country or the world. But no. <laughs> uh, we're we're softies in California. We're yes. softies for the weather. But I mean, this has uh, been the the most I, I've seen it rain in in, a, in recent years. I mean, and it hasn't been just a little light rain. It's been pouring at times. So mm -hmm. hopefully we can just get this all out of the way, and next month though <laughs> we can get back to sunshine. Yeah. So uh, quick question to you: How are you feeling of of your Lakers making making the playoffs? Oh God! I mean, I'm starting to, I'm starting to get scared. Uh, they're telling me LeBron's still hurt, but I, I think we're like two back with about 20 games yeah. left. The Clippers beat the the Kings last night as road underdogs. Yeah, I'm, the problem with the Lakers, they'll beat a good team. Yeah, and then they lose to the horrible teams. Hey, welcome, welcome. They'll beat Golden State. They'll beat the Rockets. Welcome to the Clippers war the last few years. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Uh, we just our, our defense is horrible. That's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, just three, four, four games ago, the Lakers were like, I want to feel like sixty percent to make the playoffs. They might be down to like thirty now. Like each game is so important now. <sighs> yeah, I, I thought there's there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and, and now the a little bit of doubt is creeping in there. The West is tight. The West is tight. Yep. I mean, we're behind the Kings. Yeah. I mean, that's just a horrible Who place else is to there? be. Who else is there? Oh, Five God. Uh, the Kings. Uh, Utah's there. Um, or Utah. Is Utah um, six seed a seed? Six seed, I believe. They're right under. They just beat. God. Oh, so I'll tell you. The Warriors are up top. They're only a game ahead of uh, of the Nuggets. <laughs> then you got the Thunder at 38 wins. Well, let's go on the losses. Warriors 19, Nuggets 19. So they're tied on the loss column. Mm -hmm. Thunder's 23. 
Trailblazers 24, Rockets 26, Jazz, Rockets 25, Jazz 26, Clippers 29, Spurs 29, Kings 31, Lakers 32. Oh my god. So you got Who's behind the Lakers? You got the Timberwolves making a push. <laughs> oh, They're only geez. one game back. Oh, it's disgusting. So <laughs> I'll I'll tell you this much. There's only Three wins separating the eight seed in the loss column between five teams. Spurs, Kings, Lakers, Timberwolves, and Clippers. Yeah, I mean, it could definitely change really drastically, whoever can get wow. hot here at the end of the season. But, I mean, the Lakers just got to lock down. They just they can't guard anybody. And they got one of those toughest schedules to close out the season. So, Great. Monday night, Clippers, Lakers. That's a huge game, Monday night. <sighs> That's a lot of playoff wow. implications there. Today they're playing the Suns. That should be a layup. We, we can beat the baby yeah. Suns. <laughs> then you got the Clippers on Monday. But like, check out this this schedule in the next next six games. You got the Nuggets. You got the Celtics. You got the Raptors. And you got the Bulls in the next four. Okay. Well, we could possibly get two out of four there. <laughs> you can get the Bulls. You can get, you can probably get the the Celtics. I'm, I'm hearing there's a lot of dissension in the yes, Celtics world. Yes, that so. people uh, the the team is not happy with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and that uh, Kyrie uh, he might be going to New York with Kevin wow. Durant. That's the the latest rumor around there. The the free agency talk or wherever wherever they're gonna wind up. But yeah, that's that's why I'm not too scared of them. And and going forward, I think that's what we were talking about our, our East picks last time. That uh, you know we were going Bucks and and Sixers because. Yep. Yeah, and after hearing that, I'm not too scared of the sem- or the Celtics anymore. Man, the well, the NBA West is heating up. We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how it shapes up there, the rest of the season. All right, let's see if we can get our locks of the night. This is this is the day. We we're gonna go two for two, Curtis. That sounds good two to me. Two for two with the <laughs> locks here for this weekend, and uh, we'll stay tuned. We'll see you guys next week. All right, bye everybody.